What's going on, coaches? Hopefully everyone is doing really well today. Um, we got our spring ball starting here in a couple weeks, so hopefully you guys uh, across the country, some of you guys are, are falling into that same category here soon. Uh, if you guys need anything from us, obviously visit us at runthepower.com. Uh, we also just recently put out a new episode of RTP install, and Coach Walls goes through uh, tailback choice out of the backfield, so um, that option route in the passing game. So uh, really excited about that. I, I loved it. I thought you did a great job, obviously. Uh, and then also a big thank you to everyone that uh, sent me congratulations about the OC job. I know we've all kind of known about it for a while, but uh, just kind of got out there. So appreciate all that. Again, if you guys need anything from us, just visit runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by one of our new sponsors, Sports Workbook. Customize your own offensive or defensive workbook or scout book for yourself, your staff, or your players. 100% personalized and customized for all levels of football. Choose between a variety of different templates that can all be customized to meet the exact specifications of what you are looking for. Workbooks are great for drawing up plays, taking notes, and having all your ideas and thoughts in one spiral-bound notebook. Scout books are made to help make your in-season opponent scout as efficient as possible and have the entire season in one notebook. Workbooks are also a great resource for your position group or entire unit to use in the meetings for installs, drawing up plays, and taking notes. We also create workbooks for other sports including basketball, soccer, volleyball, and more sports coming soon. Go to sportsworkbook.com or contact coach underscore H-A-F-E-R-B-I-E-R or coach Eslick, which is E-S-L-I-C-K, on Twitter for more information. Again, that's Sports Workbook. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by SportsScope. SportsScope is the industry leader in end zone camera and sideline instant replay technology. SportsScope manufactures 20 foot and 30 foot quality US made end zone towers with the most advanced technology to make filming on game day easy and stress free. SportsScope end zone cameras allow your camera operator to film from up in the press box, have built in instant replay for making crucial in game adjustments, and even have artificial intelligence designed to get you consistent end-zone film and reduce your video staff on game nights. Edge Replay syncs multiple camera angles and delivers instant replay to your sideline iPads in seconds with no laptops needed. Paired with their three-point network, the SportsScope app gives you full playback control so you can make adjustments your players can see. The SportsScope app offers easy and predictive play tagging by ODK and is packed with smart features to save you time and allow for easy uploads after the game. Give your staff the edge on game nights with SportsScope end zone camera and edge replay. Visit sportscope.com today. This episode of RTP is brought to you by Team Builder. Great teams win first in the weight room. Ensure your team wins their offseason with the most up-to-date programming and workout delivery software. Team Builder is offering a modern, full-year, 52-week football strength and conditioning program that comes free with any Team Builder trial. Not only does this program include in-season workouts, but also football-specific off-season workouts that prepare your athletes for the high demands of the season. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing the risk of injury. You can get the program once you start a 14-day free trial with Team Builder. Just reach out and tell them that you heard from Rowdy and the RTP podcast, or use the code RTP when you sign up for your free trial at Team Builder, which is Team buildr.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Legend Rings. As coaches, we all know that the best way to represent our big win is with a big championship ring, and the team at Legend Rings wants to help you guys celebrate your regional and state championship title this season. Their goal is to make your championship ring purchase simple, easy, and as we all want, affordable from design to delivery. To get started, please contact your dedicated Run the Power Legacy Builder, Sam Daniel, at samd at legendrings.com. Let him know that Run the Power sent you, and Legend Rings will make your ring for free. On this episode of RTP brought to you by Legend Rings, we once again have the privilege to talk with Tony Schiffman. Coach Schiffman is currently the assistant head coach and OC at Greenfield High School in Wisconsin. He's also the co-creator of Hog Football Chat on Twitter. Listen as we have a football conversation with Coach Schiffman about a multitude of topics covering offensive line, play calling, the world of coaching, and his time 
at the time we recorded this, uh, coaching college football. You can follow Coach Schiffman and Hog Football Chat on Twitter at Coach Schiffman and at Hog FB Chat. Hope you guys enjoy. Schiff, how excited are you about the Bears, man? Let's let's talk about the real important stuff here. I'm not. Have you did you see the the news about the Packers today? That does not excite me about the Bears. So uh, it's and my wife is a Packers fan, so she's probably smiling behind me right now as as I. But um, I don't uh, know, man. It, I was they, gonna say we need to dive into that next. Then, like, how yeah. does a Bears fan and a Packers fan get together? But look, I'll let you. I'll let you lament the Bears first. They just they. It, they what's what's I, I remember in the mover pitch when the the guy the little kids at the the red sox game and and the the uncle just turns them and gets they'll break your heart and that's the bears they're gonna they're gonna lead us on and eventually they're gonna break our heart and that's just but we never leave we always stick around and we always you know we throw threats out there we threaten no i'm gonna be a i'm gonna go be a chiefs fan or i'm gonna root for somebody else but in the end we all come crawling back to chicago and then how the heck do you meet somebody who's a Packers fan? I mean, obviously, you know, hated rivals for, what, 100 years? Maybe a little yeah. bit more? Well, she's got many more redeeming qualities than just being a Packers fan. So <laughs> uh, we so we met uh, when I was – obviously when I came up here and she was, uh, she was in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which was um, like 30, 40 minutes away from, from Lake Forest. And I had come up for a um, – I was getting my USA weightlifting certification and we had, uh, you know, it's, it's 2019. We'd met, we were, uh, online dating. So we met online. Um, and, uh, I duped her. I, she, she fell for it <laughs> hook, line and sinker. And, uh, yeah, that's how it always goes. Coach. Exactly. She's, she's exactly. had a lot. She's had a lot happier, uh, NFL football fandom in the past 25 years, uh, than, than you though. Uh, with two well, Hall of Fame quarterbacks the last 20, 25 years. She has, and she pretends to know a lot about football. She knows a little bit, but she was <laughs> she was happy. So she's also a Bucks fan. So that was fun. We got to watch yeah. the Bucks win the championship this year. So my my hope, my hope and a little bit of fear is that um there's a lot of speculation that's gonna be a White Sox Brewers World Series. And so my I'm not a huge baseball fan, but my father's a, a diehard White Sox fan. Huh. Um, and she's a Brewers fan, so that would be some some fun trash talking for the family. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. Well, yeah. well Coach, I, I'm kind of interested, you know, with talking football. It seems like this offseason, now obviously you didn't have a, a very big offseason these past few months with you guys playing in the spring and now getting back into it in the fall, but it seems like this offseason, uh, maybe because it was absence of football or everyone using so much Zoom in the fall, it, and they got comfortable with it. It seemed like there were a lot of online clinics uh, here yeah. towards the end of the year. There were some, quite a few in-person clinics. There was, and, and we've been doing it for a couple of years now with the hot summit and some of our different summits, but kind of seems like all the big dogs kind of caught up and, and blasting yeah. it out there. And there's so many different ways to learn. And, and coach Timmerman has, you know, the round table and, and guys everywhere are having, big-time coaches or big-time high school, college, NFL coaches, all those guys are on there. The cool clinic this year was uh, online. I got to buy it, something I would never have got to do in the past. There's all this knowledge going out around, which has always been there, but it's not regional, you know, as of this right. year. It, it really went around. Uh, what are some things that, that maybe you took uh, from all these clinics going around or, or some things that maybe you gave out that you had a lot of, of really good um, uh, input on? Yeah, I think it it just it it shows how special of a community coaching is. I think um, I remember when when everything happened in in March of 2020, we were we were like three weeks away from um, doing another hog football chat clinic at Wisconsin Whitewater, and so I remember uh, Pete Jennings and I were discussing the clinic and what we were going to do, and and he was like, you know, I think we should still do something online. And let's have guys record it. We'll put it together. We'll charge like 25, 30 bucks or something. And, and we'll send it out. And I was like, yeah, that's great. And then 
uh, Justin Grandinetti started to do all these free online clinics and, and Pete and I were like, we can't like, there's no way we can charge people now for, for this stuff that's going out there. Like it's, there's too much good content, good knowledge going right. out there. And, and, and I think that's just a testament again to the community we have as football coaches where there were so many, there were so many big times. I mean, you talk about power five jobs and then you talk about guys coaching middle school football that were doing these clinics that were helping other coaches out that didn't ask for anything. Didn't ask for one red cent. Didn't ask for, uh, you know, any kind of pay just wanted to help the community and help coaches be better coaches. And, and I think that was just so awesome um, for our, for our, our world of coaching. And, and, and I mean, the, the, the good, I mean, like Justin's got a zoom uh, or a, a Google drive where you can go back and watch all those. And, and he has no, he has no intent of ever charging anybody for those. Like those are there for free. Um, anybody can go back and watch them whenever they want and, and get that information and get that knowledge and, and, and use it for their own, for their own program or, or, or position group. And I think that's just amazing that, that that's out there. Um, you know, I was able to do a couple here and there. I, I'm, my problem was that I didn't have enough film. I had like game film, but I didn't have enough um, practice film or, 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 or like clinic tape, so to speak, to, to go out there and make the presentations that I really wanted to make. Right. Um, and so that was, so that was one of my big off season purchases was to get a little handheld camera uh, that I can start filming some practice and start, start filming some of my individual drills and things like that so that I can uh, do that, you know, hopefully not another during another pandemic, but just when, when those things come up again, um, because I don't think these, I don't think Zoom's going anywhere. I don't think these online things are going anywhere. I think it's become such a, you know, kind of like you talked about where it's become much more than a regional, um, a regional thing. It's become so national now where, where guys can get on. I mean, shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm on right now with you guys and I'm in, I'm in Wisconsin and, and Brady, I think's in Iowa and, and, and you're in, in Texas. So where else can you do that? But, but in, in the, in, you know, in, in 2021 post post pandemic, right. Right. Absolutely. And the, the other, I think, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't know if I say added benefit, but the thing that does happen naturally uh, from guys doing this one, I mean, they're getting more, you know, what do you want to say literate with technology, but I think they sure. become way better teachers. Um, and ultimately that makes your players better. I mean, that's, that's been the biggest thing I've noticed and, and been able to watch and listen to is just, you know, I, I feel like everybody's teaching things much better and, and that's going to carry over to the level of play. It carries over to the kids. Yeah. And, and ultimately I think it'll carry over to their classrooms and things like that too. So that's honestly, for me, the, the most excited I am is seeing people grow in, in how well they teach things to other people. Right. Well, and that's, and I mean, part of that is, is, is some of those guys, I mean, especially like the, the younger generation or, or not even younger generation, but the guys who are, are, are early coaches maybe didn't know how to explain something, you know, they'd seen a drill or they'd seen something on like Twitter or, or, or in an article online and they, and they didn't know how to explain it, but, but then they get to sort of hear it from the horse's mouth and, and now they can, you know, either take that terminology and, and use that or take that terminology and make it their own. And exactly. It, it, now they can explain it to their players even better than they could before with, with just having, you know, just having the, the, the two-dimensional object in their face, so to speak. Yeah. Cause it used to be where you just, you know, you're writing down notes right from what the guy was saying. Well now, like with, like you're saying, you know, you have the Google drive, you have the video to be able to go back. If a guy is showing you video or a guy is doing the demonstration, I mean, there's so many cool ways. I know you know, Harper was saying with the cool clinic, being able to go back and watch the drill, implement yeah. the drill, teach the drill. I mean, I feel like guys, you're getting like two to three times better because I'm not just going back and reading my notes. Oh, I should say this. I'm actually watching the guy coach. Right. Well, and, and again, and again, with everything going on, like now you can, I mean, like if, if Herb Hand makes a presentation, these guys can now message him on Twitter and, and 99% of the time Herb's going to respond and he's going to explain it to them even, even in more, in more depth. So, I mean, that's, that's just, that was, that was the cool part about all of it was that there was so much networking and so much, so much conversation and, and, and it was just so open by everybody. Like nobody, 
nobody was trying to charge anything. Nobody was trying to make a buck. Nobody was trying to keep secrets. Everybody was just trying to make everybody better. And I think that was the, the end all of it was that it was just, it was so cool that there was that much fellowship. Well, it's amazing to me, like the ability to go back and it's almost like watching a movie. Like you watch Lebowski for the 25th time and and you (laughs) find something new that you didn't hear the time before. And and it's a new funny joke. Uh, I was going back and watching, you know, one of the clinics that we had put on and, and, and listening to a guy talk about, and this is my big, you know, it's been for the last month or two walls could tell anybody that I've been really, really deep. I've, I've gone down a wormhole with, with, you know, um, movement patterns recently. And, and it's from a guy that, you know, did a clinic uh, two years ago for us. And I'm sitting there mm-hmm. watching just a bunch of different video. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to pull his up. I liked his Robin Williams. And like, it was like, he was talking about a completely different thing in the video yeah. that I didn't hear any of that part. Uh, and now I heard it. And now for whatever reason <laughs> it clicked and I understood it. And I heard some of those little points. I started using it with my lineman and I'm like, Oh, this is genius. I always thought, I already thought it was a good video, but I thought it was genius. And it was a part that I never even heard before. It was pretty, it's really pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, and and that's, and that, I think that goes with us as, as coaches just ever evolving and and you never, you never really know where your mindset is going to be at, at that point in time. And, and, you know, something that, something that registers today might not have registered, like you said, two years ago. And, 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 and that same thing, the same, you know, that same drill in, you know, two years from now might not register again. And, you know, you've got something different or something new or something, some, some other change that you're going to make to it. So uh, I think that's, that's the beauty of the, the ever evolving sport uh, of football. And, and, and it's, I, you know, I've always told kids always ask like, what, you know, when do you, or, you know, other coaches, when, when, when talk about getting out. And I think that that, you know, when, when that kind of stuff doesn't interest you and when that kind of stuff, when you're not looking for those changes or those, like you said, wormholes, that's when it's kind of maybe time to hang it up or, or, or find something else to do with, with our free time. I think you, well, the, the same thing applies too to like, like the chat. I mean, you, you might ask some of the same questions or some of the similar questions, yeah. It's been interesting to follow throughout the years how much, you know, coaches evolve, you know, the, the, what do I say, the thing cycles, the, yep. the, the buzzwords, whatever it might be. Even though you're asking the same question, you're getting different answers and you're seeing guys grow literally from year to year too. Oh yeah. 100%. Cause I mean, we, I fully know that we've recycled a lot of questions and a lot of topics and it, I think it's necessary. There, there are, there are, because the game is evolving and there's things that are different. Um, and I, I think it's important that, you know, because the, the, the great part about the chat and the great part about everything that we're doing is every year there's, you know, I don't know, just throwing in 20 brand new coaches hopping on who are brand new to everything and, and trying to learn something. And, and, and they can kind of, you know, kind of like Roddy was talking about where they can kind of, something that they're going to see that maybe clicks in two years or something like that. And, and, and it's, and it's, and it's out there, uh, you know, in the, in the Twitter sphere. So uh, yeah, there's, there's the, the buzzwords are, you know, there's always going to be something different. There's always going to be a new technique. There's always going to be a new style. And, and I think it's up to us as coaches to, to, to keep everybody um, up to date with everything that's going on, all the changes that do happen because you know, we don't, we don't want to get stale. None of us want to get stale. None of us want to be that coach that, you know, your kids show up and they can name every single drill you do. Now, like, obviously you want to keep some everyday drills and you want to keep some of the basic stuff, but you have to be fresh and you have to be current with, with everything going on with the styles, with the schemes, uh, you know, with the defenses and, and, and with the, uh, you know, the, the players you have. So I think it's important that we keep up with that um, evolving and, and keep up with that movement. Coach, I'm curious, how do you think you guys have stayed with the chat so relevant? Because uh, I think there's chats out there, not necessarily football, but there's a lot of chats out there that seem to really grow and real popular. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. uh, almost like they fell off. Um, it, it seems, and I'm an outsider, so maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like the hog football chat just continued to grow. I mean, it's got, yeah. obviously it's got some bigger days than other days, but just on a consistency basis, it seems 
to not have ever fallen off. Like that time, you know, eight on Mondays for us, eight to nine on Mondays for (laughs) me, it's like, I see the hashtag everywhere. Um, Yeah. Is that something you have like tried to do or just, Hey, that's just kind of who we are. And it it just so happens that people resonate with it. Or or that was really interesting to me because I've seen so many really fall off from being really high Mm -hmm. just of, of all the Twitter chats, not just football. No. Yeah. I I think, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I think consistency has been, has been key, um, but also, you know, keeping relevant, keeping, trying to keep with the times and trying to keep up with, uh, with everything. I honestly, I don't know how we've kept it going (laughs) for so long. It's some, you know, there's some points I was, I was talking, uh, the, the people from GameStrat called me today. They were, they're starting a blog. And so they, they're one of our sponsors. I think they're one of your guys' sponsors too. Um, and, and I was talking to them and we've been doing it for, um, six years. We started in April of 2015, I think. Wow. And like, I was sitting there talking to her and kind of like thinking about that. I was like, Holy crap. Like, wow. that's ridiculous that we've been doing it for six years. And, and, and at this point it's, are there some days when I'd love to like not do it? Sure. But at this point it's just kind of taking on a world of its own so much and 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 kind of evolved i keep using the word evolve sorry uh but it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it transformed into something completely you know it's its own entity and and i think um i just it's for me i love doing it because it 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 keeps me talking to all of you guys truthfully like um it's it's something where where we can we can stay relevant we can stay current um we can keep with you know talking about football things and um you know it's it's fun because while you can you know while some some questions obviously get get recycled you know the first i always know the first couple of weeks of the of the chat once once um thanksgiving hits and 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 we start it back up again like the first three or four weeks are always going to be talking about how guys seasons were and, and what they did. And, you know, like, those are things that I'm genuinely interested in. Like, I want to know how everyone did and, and I want to know what they did that was great and what they did that that they want to work on and and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's, it's fun to be able to kind of keep up with, with, with the Joneses and, and, and make sure that your buddies, you know, while they may just be Twitter buddies, but to make sure that they're having success and, 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 you know, that if there's things they need help with, they're going to get it, you know, Monday nights at at eight o'clock. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of why, you know, the long-winded answer that I'm trying to get to is, is I don't have a good answer is why it's, it's <laughs> stuck around, but I think, you know, consistency um, and, and just not really taking ourselves too seriously, having fun with it and, and, and making it fun mm-hmm. and, and trying to, you know, for every, for every week we talk about scheme and, and steps and, and, and drills, you know, we talk about like, pick your favorite superhero offensive line and like fun stuff like that, where, where we can just be offensive line coaches and, and football coaches and, and not have to worry about X's and O's for a night. I love it too. I mean, just being a guy, you know, that used to coach offensive line, being able to stay current on that stuff yeah. too. So I think, you know, you see a lot of, of coordinators, you see a lot of defensive guys. There, there's such a huge carryover to the offensive line. I mean, and hence, you know, run the power, that's how kind of we got started too. I mean, it's the, it's the core of football and guys right. that, that understand the offensive line are probably going to understand, you know, most everything there is about football as well. So I think you, you've really found kind of a crossover audience between, you know, yeah. guys like myself and then obviously the, the hardcore O-line guys for life. Well, and then you, and, and, you know, on the flip side of that, you get, I mean, for, you know, guys that want to be offensive coordinators or, or guys that, that maybe aren't, you know, or, 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 you know, younger coaches first starting, they're going to learn some, there's going to be some things from offensive coordinators. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it is that it's sort of evolved from, you know, while it's still, you know, nuts and bolts of offensive line, there's going to be just some actual offensive stuff. And there's going to be some questions about, you know, what you're going to do in situations and how you're going to run things and, you know, protections and, and route combinations and stuff like that. So there's, you know, there's learning for, for line coaches, there's learning for, for coaches period. Um, who want to be better, better offensive line coaches, offensive coordinators, head coaches, things like that. I've always thought that I was like, I, I kind of stayed up on all the technology and stuff. And I do think I do a pretty good job of it. But 
Um, uh, one thing I stole kind of from it and kind of from Coach Walls is is kind of, uh, you know, meeting your players where they are. You know, we have huddle and we send out our huddle playlist. And then we've got Just Play, which is one of our sponsors, but we also use it. And it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I send it out to my kids. Um, but also, uh, you know, that and, and it is all great, but it is another step for those kids to where I've yeah. gone to where I make sure I still do that because I'd like to get them set up on that. I think it does a little bit better, but um, I've gone to where I'll, I'll, they've got them in a, a group Twitter, like walls does. I'm working on that and I'll send them a link through the group Twitter. Cause they're always on Twitter or I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make a video, make it sure it's a minute and a half to two minutes and I'll share it in our group text that we have because I, you know, there is a part where I do want them to go a little above and beyond to, um, you know, to learn and, and want to be offensive linemen, but you've also got to build that into them and, and they're on their phone all the time. And, and I've right. started learning, Hey, it might be easier. Just I'm going to text them this real quick two minute video <laughs> for an install instead of a 20 minute huddle video of me talking over it that they may not even open the app. Right. And that's, and that's, and we actually use just play as well. So that's, that's the beauty of that is you can, you can, fire that up there and share them, a, you know, send them a quick play, do those kinds of things. And, you know, technology is, 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 you know, now you've got that, what, what's the, what's the, the new thing on Twitter, Twitter space or something where you can, I mean, uh, spaces. Where, yeah. Spaces. Now, I mean, you can do that now. Now I don't know if you can share video or do things like that, but um, you know, you could still, I mean, you could in theory get, get all of your, all of your alignment on that and have a conversation with them. So, uh, I mean, that's, you know, I think it's someone, whoever, whoever is creating these, these apps and creating these, these things that kids can now look at on their phone. It's, it's, it's helping, um, you know, in, in our world a little bit and, and, and they're able to kind of do some things where, you know, I mean, I look at, um, I look at, we use team builder for our workouts. And and now, you know, I can remember when I played college football, I had to carry around a, a notebook and a pen. And I mean, I was always dropping it and losing the pen and, you know, I'd forget to write in there. And, and now these kids have this stuff at the palm of their hand where they can plug these things in and it's going to tell them, you know, and, you know, like team builder, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, you can look at a video and it's going to tell you what to do. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, some people will argue and say that it's, it's making kids, it's babying them and it's making things too easy for them. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people, especially coaches and in, in, in every, any sport, uh, that's it's, it's making our jobs easier where now we don't have to um, you know, we don't have to struggle so much to make these things important to them and, and, and we can make it relevant for them with, with their, with their cell phone technology and with, you know, with any kind of technology. Coach, what's your kind of thought, you know, about guys, <clears throat> I see it, it's, it usually comes up about this time of year. Cause again, usually it's media, media days and, and college coaches are talking yep. about it what are your kind of thoughts of, of college athletes going and being quote, you know, trained by, by outside trainers? I know it's happening all the time in high school and obviously now, you know, it's carrying over into college. What are some of your thoughts on guys that, that want to do some of those things and maybe what are some of the, you know, pieces of advice you might give those guys if they are looking to do that? I, I, so here's the thing. And here's, I've had some conversations with some coaches about this as if your trainer is telling you now, look, if your trainer is trying to get you better, great. If your trainer is giving you tools for your tool belt, great. If your trainer is telling you that what your high school coach or what your college coach is, is wrong, you know, what they're doing is wrong, then you've got some problems. And I, I think there are, there are a lot of trainers that are in it for the betterment of the sport, but sadly there are a lot of trainers that are in it for the betterment of themselves. And, and I think that's when you start to get the problems. That's when you start to see um, the selfishness so to, uh, of, of that world, because, you know, I don't care. And I might ruffle some feathers, but again, who cares if, you know, if I'm training, if I'm training an offensive lineman who's six foot six and 300 pounds and runs a four, six chances are I'm not the reason he's getting a scholarship. <laughs> and you've got a lot of guys that are taking credit for, for the work that they're not doing and, you know, taking credit for genetics and taking credit for a lot of the work that the high school guys, you know, are doing and that the, the college guys are doing. Um, and, and that's the, the you know, 
the word that I throw around there a lot, especially in, in, in our current age of social media is clout. And you get a lot of these guys that just want that, that clout. Um, and, and I think it can hurt, you know, the only person that ends up hurting is the kids. It's, it's like that, you know, when, when, uh, you know, when they, when they try to make everything all about themselves as, as coaches, and then the kids are the ones that end up getting hurt and they're the ends up ones that end up making the bad decision and, and, and entering the transfer portal or doing something like that or not playing sports. So, uh, while there are a lot of good guys out there that, that are in it for the betterment of the player, um, there are too many guys that, that, that don't see it. And, and I think there can be, uh, that's when you kind of get that disconnect. You kind of get us, us as coaches button heads a little bit with, with some of those guys uh, out there who, who are just in it for themselves. And, and I think that's kind of the downfall and, and you get, that's where you get the big problems. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt, like you said, there's, there's just, it all just depends on who the guy is. And I think there's, there's right. some high school coaches that, that fall into that same category. You know, uh, I, I had a kid yeah. that ended up going to Oklahoma um, and, and everything points to he's going to start this year as a, as a red shirt freshman. Um, there, hopefully I made him a little bit better of a football player, but at, at right. birth, he was going to be a power five offensive lineman. <laughs> I mean, if, right. as long as he went and played football and, and nothing, you know, no catastrophic injuries, uh, God made him a power five offensive lineman. Like I said, hopefully I helped him out and, and hope right. guide him. And, and I had a great relationship with the kid and got him to play and all that. But, um, uh, you know, a lot of times, and and that's one of the big things I've been learning. This is not something that I've I've um, I've had to listen to guys like you talk and, and Coach Walls talk, and and so many different guys talk. And and you know, hey, it, it's a lot about these players. Now, there's definitely things we can do to help them reach their potential. Um, sure, but but there's still that potential up there that was just you know the genetic lottery that they hit or did. Well, and yet. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I kind of, I kind of always use this phrase, you know, if, if you can just, you know, obviously you're not going to help with genetics, but if you can put a little bit of polish on them and, and help him kind of work on some of his things, like you've made him a better player, you know, there there's there, you know, you've, you've made him, you know, I mean, Brady, what was, what, what was the name of the guy you guys had this year? Uh, that's going to Iowa. Brody Breck. Arlen yeah. Bruce. Like, like how much did you coach that guy on, on, basic stuff like you probably helped him out a little bit but like he was getting his no matter where he played correct exactly right basic and, fundamentals and, and stances start things like that he already had right. it was all and, fine-tuning against coverages and yeah, certain people it, and that's another that's another good phrase to use fine-tuning you know fine-tuning and polish and and i think that we as co you know there are a lot of coaches who and i've said this on twitter before and i've kind of had arguments about it but like we as coaches should be just as proud of, of the guys that we send to division three as we are of the guys we send to power five. And, and I think there are a lot of guys that do that, but there are a lot of, I mean, I know in the world of recruiting, I've talked to some guys about their, the potential recruits. And I've basically been told, well, this kid's only going D one or nothing else from the coach. And a lot of times that kid didn't end up going anywhere. And, and, and that's the frustrating part is that, we should be as coaches, especially high school coaches, we should be happy no matter where they're going. If they're going to compete at the next level, if they're going to, you know, better themselves as young men, if they're going to be ambassadors of our, uh, you know, uh, of, of our high school programs and high school, high school and communities and things like that, we should be proud of that. And, and I think, again, you get kind of like you said, Rowdy, you get some guys that chase that clout that, you know, only want to only want to talk about their D one guys, but, uh, but you know they're 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 division three guys and their division two guys are the reason that they're winning so many games. You know their their power five guys or their their group of five guys are are fun to look at and you know let's get them off the bus first. But uh, you know it's it's little little Timmy who's five eight one eighty playing outside linebacker who's who's helping you win the games. Let's 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 you know let's promote him a little bit more. Right. Like I said, there's a ceiling to, to almost every kid. It almost doesn't matter how, how great you are. If you're a, a five foot nine offensive lineman and you're the best, one of the best high school, you know, football players in the country, there's a limit to what colleges are going to take you to play offensive line. And there was nothing you right. could do about it, but you might've, that kid might've been, you know, terrible as a freshman. You made him into the very best he could possibly be. And, and there's going to be probably a college he can go play football for if he loves football and, and, like you right. said, that's you've made him 
max out his potential and and hopefully you helped max out the power five guy but in the end where they went uh, a lot of times is just what you know who their parents were and and that roll of the dice for them you, you know you right. talked about about uh, Brody Brecht uh, with with coach Walls one of the biggest things I think I learned from Walls and he reiterated all the time was was it seemed like and, and he can please tell me if I'm wrong Walls but it was like <laughs> his biggest coaching you know with Brody was other than fine tuning was keeping the kid healthy. I, I mean, yeah. he wanted him to go and play baseball, obviously. I mean, he got drafted in one of the top rounds. He wanted him to go run track and obviously he wanted him to come play football really easy to get selfish about, Hey, you had a baseball game today. You still need to come over and run. Hey, I know you did yeah. track, but we need to get this done in football. But, but for walls to say, okay, the kid's a competitor, the kid, needs rest more than he needs to come over and get, you know, 10 deep posts with us in right. in July, you know, and, and not only he's always believed that, but be able to communicate that in a good enough way that everyone else on the staff and all the kids know and believe that as well. I, that would be, I think that was such a tremendous job that walls did with all of that from, from how he spoke it. And, and I would assume that was one of his biggest coaching things was, you know, and I don't know how much that helps him be a better football player, but it lets him be healthy and lets him yeah. go live up to all of his potential when it is time to play ball. Right. And I, and I mean, I think those things do help. I mean, they, they, while they might not necessarily narrow down to helping be a better football player, they're going to help him be a better person. I mean, they're going to help him show that like people do care and he's not just a, a Jersey number and, and, and he can kind of live his life and be a, be a high school student and, and have fun doing the things that, are going to be fun to him at this point. I mean, you're only 18 years old once and, and enjoy every, every second of it that you can. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, again, you're always going to be a better coach when your best player is healthy. He's going to be on the field. Right. <laughs> flat, flat out. I mean, that's, that should be like rule one. They teach you in any, any coaching class, best guys are on the field and don't hurt your best guys in practice. Right. Um, yeah. I love what you said there, Tony, about too, like with your, guys that are going to quote levels right not power five yeah and that is something like to me again when people tell you buzzword culture right that should be part of your culture like um a couple guys speak this last weekend at clinic you know being genuinely happy for everybody on your team mm -hmm. so you know celebrating whatever offer they get and i know that's something that i continue to preach like when guys get an offer we should all be jacked. Everybody should retweet it. Everybody should try to say something, right? If you miss it or whatever, you know, tell the guy or send him a message. So that is something that our guys do. It doesn't matter where the offer's coming from. If it's from, you know, middle of North Dakota, it's from Alaska, you know, a team in Canada, we don't care. We're going to always be thankful for an offer. You know, I know some coaches like to, you know, make fun of it, blessed, hashtag blessed and things like right. that. Whatever, it's fine. But I think just, just having the, the gratefulness and then everyone else celebrating it, you know, makes that kid feel great about it. And then it, I think it also raises everyone's awareness to, hey, man, you know, playing college football is hard. I don't care where you're at. Right. I don't care what, what level you're at. You should be, you know, grateful that they're going to give you money to play school. You should be grateful for someone's opinion of you, uh, that they felt strong enough to think that they could play at your place. It's an honor no matter what. So I, I know that's been a, a point of emphasis for us at Ankeny mm -hmm. uh, to really get them to appreciate you know, every single level of college football, because it's a great honor, man. The top 5%, regardless uh, in, of high school players, go play college someplace. And that's at right. any level. That ain't just division one level. Right. And it's, and it's, and it's, you know, an opportunity for these guys to, to hang around the game for four more years. Um, and, you know, to be just to be around it. I mean, there's, there's, you know, that's the, you know, it, it's, it's a lot easier for, these guys to go in and, and, and try something different and find out that they really truly enjoy it than it is for them not to try it and regret it for the rest of their lives. So, you know, that's, I mean, that was something when I was head coach at Fort Madison that I would always try to kind of instill in these guys. Like if you really want to go play, we will find you a place. Like I will find you, I will bust my ass for you to have an opportunity to go play four more years of football. If that's what you really want to do, but don't, don't jerk these guys around. Don't jerk these coaches around because they'll, they'll see right through you, man. And, 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 you know, it's, it's not for everybody. And, and I, and I mean, I can remember telling, even before I was a head coach, when I was just starting out, I would tell 
tell these guys that were seniors that were that were getting ready to to graduate and, and you know starting the recruiting process guys if this is not what you want to do don't do it don't feel like you have to do it but if it's something that you want to do if it's something you want to pursue we as coaches will do everything we can to help you reach that uh, uh, so I, I mean I, I, it's there's too many opportunities for too many young men to go and be successful and to go have fun. And, and, and again, go play former years of football um, for, for guys just not to do it. Coach, I'm curious, and maybe we've already, you know, talked about this. We've had a lot of podcast episodes and we've talked to you several times, but uh, I'm yeah, curious. I'm, hey, I will come on every week. If you guys need me, I am, <laughs> okay. I am, I love, I love, I've, I've told, I've told Brady this a couple of times. I am a, um, I am a, a I don't know I don't want to use the word I use with Brady but I will I will I will be here whenever you want I love talking with you guys so well we love it too coach and so <laughs> I think smaller schools and I'm talking smaller basically like anyone that's not Alabama like mm-hmm. I thought Houston should have done this a lot more but um, like anytime smaller schools it's not in the SEC and even some of the smaller SEC schools I think where those teams hit home runs are the guys that are a little underdeveloped but have that high ceiling. You know, like yeah. Alabama, everyone wants the 6'6 guy that loves offensive line and can 360 dunk and, and all that stuff, but he's going to go to Alabama in those schools. Um, right. You know, like at Houston, they took a guy, Sebastian Vollmer, who was 6'6 you know, six six and 220 pounds, gave him a couple of years, he ended up being an NFL offensive lineman, which no one else would have thought that, but – he, he was athletic and tall and skinny and, and kind of grew into his frame. They gave him a few years to grow into his frame. Um, other than just looking at offensive linemen, you know, I, I'm sure you also look at some tight ends, some defensive ends, maybe mm-hmm. some long rangey linebackers that aren't quite uh, athletic enough to play outside linebacker in high school. What are some things when you're recruiting kids to try to get them to play linemen and kind of try to find that diamond in the rough that you're looking for on film? when they're not playing offensive line, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm looking, you know, first and foremost, I'm looking at how they, how they are as football players, as finishers, you know, are they, if, if they are playing a, a tight end or, or a, an offensive line spot, are, you know, are they, are they chasing after the play? Are they finishing their blocks? Are they, are they doing those things they're supposed to be doing, uh, you know, at the, at the end? Um, and, and then I'm starting to just watch kind of the little things, how they move in space, um, how they are with their hands, you know, you don't really, you don't really need to focus on their footwork anymore because you can watch it as they're, as they're playing, you know, you can see them what they're doing in space. So it's not as important to watch like what they're doing with their feet as it is what they're doing with their whole body. So, you know, we're looking at that. We're just, you know, for me, I'm looking to see how are they moving when, there's not necessarily a guy right in front of them. You know, if they're chasing after a linebacker, if they're, if they're going downfield to, uh, you know, to, to make a block on the, on a, on a safety or, or a linebacker, um, you know, if they're, if they're a big kind of like you talked about a, a bigger tight end guy, what, what are they doing when they don't have the ball? What are they doing when they have the ball? Um, you know, you know, what, what are they doing when, when, you know, kind of a, a phrase I always, I always heard from my, my, my old coach, what do you do when no one's looking? You know, what are they doing when, when the play's not going their direction? What are they doing when they're not the, the key aspect? So, uh, you know, we look at all that kind of stuff. And then, again, finish. Uh, you know, I, I, I hate to use the word toughness, but, you know, we're looking to see, you know, do they get up after a big hit? Are they, are they getting up? You know, if they, if they go after a guy and, and let's say they're playing offensive line, but if they go after a guy and, and, and pancake him or, and are they getting up and, and going to find somebody else or are they just laying around and, and doing the, you know, the, the whale block on them. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at all that kind of stuff and, and, and then see, you know, you can sort of gauge intelligence by how they play. Again, that's kind of one of those things. How are they doing with, without the ball? What are they doing when they're on the backside of things to see if they understand stuff? Um, and, and then, I mean, truthfully, it's just, it's just a matter of, of do they love the game? I mean, if you if you find a kid who's who's six foot five and two hundred and twenty pounds, and he's a, a a left or you know he's a tight end or a defensive end, do they love the game enough where they can put on twenty or thirty pounds for for our level, especially at the Division three level? Can they put on twenty and thirty pounds 
and, and be an offensive lineman and embrace that? Or, or are they going to want to chase the, I'm a, I'm a tight end for a long time. So, uh, you know, that th- those come with conversations during recruitment and things like that. Um, but, you know, just, just those, are, those are the big pieces that we're looking at when we, when we watch it and, and, and hopefully we can kind of gauge a little bit, but I mean, that's, that's all we can recruit at this level is, is those diamonds in the rough. You know, we're, unfortunately the the six foot five kids that can play don't often fall to us unless they've got something uh, you know a big hole in their game or 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 they're uh you know they're overweight or or you know sometimes we do get those underweight guys so that's where we have to have those conversations to see about you know how much do you want to play this sport and continue to play this sport have you had more success in in I've always told guys almost to go in light, like any of my linemen that go in to go play college football, especially as freshmen, uh, you know, yep. almost all of them want to get real heavy. And and I think I made that mistake as a freshman at Houston and, and I didn't pay for it, but it definitely wasn't fun that first summer. Uh, right. <laughs> I kind of always tell my guys, Hey, go in light, um, really impress the strength and conditioning coach. Uh, and then you've got five years to, to put on whatever weight they want you to, but uh, you don't yeah. want that first impression with the strength guy to be bad because those guys will hold, hold grudges and they've got a, a, a great, you know, they, they get, they, you'd like for them to think you're a tough guy, whether you are or aren't, maybe you're just in better shape, but you want them to think you're yeah. a tough guy as you go in. Um, have you had more success taking a guy that's bigger? And, and I know this is a dumb question because it's, each person is different, but in general, are you having more success taking a, a guy that's overweight, getting him down to playing weight? or taking a guy that is underweight and throughout those four to five years, putting some weight on him. It's in my opinion. So I think it's easier for the guy to put on weight in my opinion, because it's, it's a lot tougher. It's a lot tougher for those overweight guys for us, especially at this level for us to really monitor what they're eating, to monitor their diet, to monitor their, their routines, things like that. Whereas, you know, if I need to shove a protein bar on a Sprite in, in your hand, every time you're at the facility, that's a heck of a lot easier for me to do to, to, to get, try to put the weight on you. So, um, you know, we've had to do both. We've had some success doing both. Uh, we, we have, uh, you know, our, our freshman right tackle this past season came in at about three thirty-five, three forty, 340. Um, and, and, you know, we had to work hard for him to get down to three fifteen, three twenty by the, by the end of the season. I mean, that's, you know, three or four months. Um, and so we, we, you know, we've had to do that now. Some of those guys were really buying and really, really do it. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're going to look at guys and find out kind of where they need to be. I mean, and everybody's different. So, you know, you could be, a you know, we've had guys that come in that have weighed 290, 295, and we've told them flat out, like, hey, man, you need to drop 15, 20 pounds because you're just not moving as well as you can. So um, some of those guys can do that, but it's a lot more often that we're going to get the guy who's 230, 235 that we try to bulk up to 250 or 255. And 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 like I said, it's a lot easier for us to, to watch what they're eating because so we, we can shove it in their face than, than trying to limit their diet, so to speak. Coach, I think my other question is, and, and – Please tell me if I'm wrong because I, I want to tell my guys the right things. Um, and, and, you know, I'm trying to help my guys get recruited. And, and you know, that's where I see success for them. I, I want them to be the very best offensive lineman they can. And then if, if what they want to do is play college football, I want to help them get into play college football at the highest level they're able to. Like I said, everyone's mm-hmm. got a ceiling and, and that just is what it is. But I want to make them the best they can. If they want to play college football, I, I want to help them get there. So, when I talk to him about tape, uh, I always talk about kind of the effort deal and finish. Yep. Hey, you, you yep. know, if you're going full speed and a defensive lineman's going three quarter speed to the ball, you look really, really fast. You're probably slower than the defensive lineman, but a coach looking at that just naturally, not even thinking about it, thinks that defensive lineman is a better athlete than you, um, but as an offensive lineman, but you're running past them, so you must be fast. Really, you're just giving yeah. better effort. And then you're finishing down downfield, and there's a lot of coaches that that you know don't they just you can't coach that. So it's kind of an innate thing, and, and those coaches see that as well. And, and I, you know, I want to teach my guys technique, but I also tell them that you know there's college coaches that watch film, and and they almost obviously they'd like for your technique to be better. So 
takes them less time, but they also, they're getting paid to be college to- coaches and, and coach technique. And, and they believe in themselves as coaches to coach you up on technique. Uh, and I, and I almost tell my guys and, I don't want this to come off like I don't give them technique. I do. I try to make them as great as they can, but I <laughs> right. really try to push them into the effort, into the finish, and, and try to let them believe that, hey, the, the technique, I think, is, is kind of almost comes after that, especially on film. How much technique are you watching on a guy in film that you're actually recruiting uh, as opposed to just, just with the belief that, hey, even if he is bad technique-wise, I think with five years I can make him into a technician as a college coach and this being almost a full-time deal for him once he gets to me. Yeah, not as much as you would think. Like, I'm looking at I'm effort, and I'm looking at finish more, more than anything. I mean, I, w- I will tell you that one thing that, that we don't see a lot of, that if any defensive linemen are listening to this, and a lot of it is, is based on their high school. A lot of it is based on where they're at. You don't see a lot of true pass protection on highlight films anymore. And, and I want to see that. Like, I want to see that a kid can take a kick step. I want to see that a kid can take a post step. I want to see that a kid can pass protect, especially if he's playing tackle out on an island um, and, and do all those things he's supposed to do. You know, have, have patient hands, have the, have the bend in the knees, have, you know, sit on the chair, all those, all those buzz, buzzwords, we, you know, we use as offensive line coaches. But um, I want to see those kinds of things in technique and, and the things I don't want to see, I, I I'll give you, so I'll give you a twist your, your, my answer around a little bit. I, I don't want to see guys trying to just throw, you know, and, and we as coaches see that too much now where they don't move their feet and they just try to twist the guy around and, and move them. Like that to me is, is, is not great. I, I don't want to see that. I'd rather see a guy make contact, drive feet and, Sorry if you guys can hear my dog barking. He's he's going crazy. Um, <laughs> no I want to I see that kind of stuff where, where that's the finish more so than just taking a guy and twisting him because – and I talked about this the other night uh, because you weigh 250 and, and the D lineman you're going against weighs a buck 85. You know, like that to me is kind of like I'll, – I'll fast forward the clip if the kid do, does a lot of that where, where I want to see more of the – you know, while I do want to see some technique, it's more what are you doing after the play and, and, and kind of how are you – how are you finishing? That's awesome. I was listening again this weekend to a clinic, and he, you, when you talk about like the guys wrestling or the guys not moving yeah. their feet, he, the the strength coach was basically alluding to the fact that I mean, hey, yeah, we're we're gonna bench press and, and we're gonna squat things like that, but I'm not as worried about it because it's it's generally you're gonna make you strong, but you're not gonna you have athleticism. So he was talking, and his his quote was hilarious. He basically said, hey, that's great. You got a 400-pound bench press. It's going to be perfect for pushing the guy off the top of you who has a 340-pound clean. Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, some of those guys, like you said, you know, you'll see guys that are weight room strong, but it's like, man. How does it transfer to the field? Yes, he hasn't been trained in a certain way. And, And again, now you might be able to find some guys like, hey, this guy's just underdeveloped or this guy hasn't been trained. You know, I I know where this guy's from. He's from maybe he's played, you know, four sports. He's like, Hey, he's always playing baseball. He's always playing basketball. So he hasn't been able to do these things. And all of a sudden now they hop into a college strength program and wham, the light comes on. And, and now you really got those guys that can play. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, if they're, if they're doing that to some, like, and they're moving their feet or they're doing some other things athletically, like, okay, I can, I can, I can grip my teeth and get through it, but, but there's too many guys. And, and I think this comes from the, again, going back to that word clout and, and they see it happening in all these one-on-ones that get posted where they just throw guys. And, and I just, I, I hate it. It just drives me up a wall. I, I threw a guy inside one time in one-on-ones as a freshman offensive lineman. And I almost got fired, I think from, from Houston, <laughs> our quarterback yeah. wasn't in there, but we had a, uh, we had Case Keenum as our quarterback and the offensive line coach uh, almost, almost fired me from all the football yeah. if I ever did that again well, well we 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 tell our guys so our our head coach who's who's now transitioning to be on our offensive coordinator but had coached the defensive line when we do one-on-one drills at at, at a, you know if we're running a camp or we do it with our own players if, if we see guys throw like that we'll sit them out we'll say go you're done for you know this period or you're done for this you know you're not doing any more one-on-one so we'll we'll sit them out because it's 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 just a bad habit to form because you don't like 
Billy thinks it's fun because he's throwing a guy because he's really strong, but he doesn't realize that he's, you know, he's going to get somebody else hurt, whether on the offensive line or in the backfield. And, and it, it can be, it can be borderline dangerous and, and, and really hurt a team. Well, let me ask you that coach. Right. What, what are you looking for when you guys go and, and watch some one-on-ones without pads, which everyone would like for them to be in pads. Um, but, but just the fact is there's going to be some one-on-ones without pads because not yeah. a li- not able to, to use pads at all times. And, and there is something to be said about setting against a full speed defensive end that you just don't get in any type of drill, you know, now yeah. if the drill can be, as, if you do it as a team, I think that it can really be the dangerous part can really be minimized. If, if it's coached well and you can no bull rush and you're just working until contact or whatever that deal is, Obviously, you try to do that, and, and it's tough in any type of camp setting, but you do want to see the kid set and and work against the yeah. defender a little bit. So what are you looking for? I would assume you're not looking for basically just win and loss because no. you know that your offensive linemen are set up to fail. What are you looking <laughs> for at a recruit camp? No pads, but you are doing some one-on-one pass pro, and, and you're looking at a guy recruiting them or, or whatever that may be. What are you looking for out of that kid? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at a couple things. You know how the, how fast they can get out of their stance. Um, I'm looking at 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 their shoulders. Are they able to keep their shoulders square for for a long time? Um, I'm looking at their their hands if they've got patient hands. Um, and then when they do strike, I'm looking at at where they strike. I'm looking at how they strike. Um, I, I'm looking at 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 where they keep their body positioned. You know, and again, that goes back to the square shoulders. Like, are they? Are they cognizant enough to know to, to keep their shoulders square and not to drop their inside hip? Are they, you know, are they, are they, are they well coached enough to know like, Hey, let's keep this guy on, on the outside shoulder as long as possible. And, and, and then just kind of looking to see again, now you, you kind of transfer back to that whole thing about effort and finish, you know, how do they, you know, because inevitably when there is contact made, someone's going to make a move, something's going to happen. How do they finish it, it? You know, if, if the defensive line spikes inside and, and can make a move on them, does he just, you know, does he do the old stop clap bit or, or does he keep fighting to, until the whistle's blown? So, um, you know, all those kinds of things. But to me, the big one with no pads is, is how, how quick can you get out of your stance? How quick can you get set um, and, and kind of where, you know, where your body position can be in, 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 um, in, in relation to the, the defensive lineman? All right. Soapbox time for me. I was going <laughs> to ask you guys this one. So, uh, Right. You, you listen to coaches again, and I've been watching all the media days and, and listening to, to guys talk. But again, you know, you, you hear the guys, hey, man, it's all about the player. You know, it's all about the player. We're, we're about the players. NIL is the new thing. We're all about the players. You know, we want to have our best team, but it's going to be all about the players. And then, right, what are we revving up to do? They're revving up to go to a fall camp. We're basically right. Hey, bring your mattress, bring your stuff. We're going to put you at the hotel or you're going to be in the dorms, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And then you're literally going to, you know, push these guys to the max. Now I'm not saying everybody does it, but it seems like, you know, a lot of the quote big guys are having this huge fall camp where they're going to do some two a days, you know, not, Mm -hmm. I don't think as many because some of the rules it sounds like, but you know, you're going to meet all the time. You're going to have to do all these things, which, Hey, I get it right. College football, it's going to be kind of a job, but at the same time, you're saying it is all about the kids. It's all about the players and their experience. I don't get the mentality, I guess, of taking, you know, three to four weeks where we grind these guys down, you know, and we scrimmage hard and, and, and get them ready to go play all these games. To me, I'm seeing a lot more teams by like midseason really starting to break down. So I, I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on, you know, ways to maybe be smarter about that, but also like why, why do guys continue to do this when it doesn't necessarily work for everybody? Uh, it's – I – I get 100% what you're saying. And, and I always try to tell guys, coaches and everybody, like it's, it's at the end of the day, it's still a game. I, I, I think, I think you get that problem at that level because those, there's so much money being thrown at those co- coaches. I That's mean, what I think too. Yeah. And, and like, they've, if, like, if they don't produce, if they don't make, if they don't get results, they're getting fired. And I, I think it's just, that's unfortunately where the game has, has, has progressed. I mean, Look at uh, Rowdy. I think Rowdy, you played for Sumlin, correct? Yes. And he's out of a job right now, and <laughs> yeah, that's a guy who was the—that's a guy who was one of the hottest coaches in college football. Didn't produce it. 
Arizona and now he doesn't have a job. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a wicked business sometimes, but but it's, and I think that's where those guys' mindsets go, Brady. They, they've got to, they got to win and they got to do whatever they can to win. And, And if it means beating the crap out of those guys for two, three weeks until the season starts, like they'll do it. And that's where like, I come back, like Harper and I, we talk all the time about it, but it's like, why would I do if, if I don't have Alabama's players or I don't have Clemson's players or I don't have right. so-and-so's players, why wouldn't I be trying something different? I would be doing right. things, you know, that would be almost the exact opposite of what they would be doing in my mind. I mean, you know, Harper's always talked about, Hey, if I'm K state and I can't win in the big 12, throwing it around and slinging it, let's run power and shorten the game. You know, sure. the service academies are able to run, you know, the option, things like that, they tr- may be trained a little bit different way and take a different kid. I mean, we had a great conversation with, with coach Mueller at, at coastal Carolina, how they had identified different types of players. And we're going to play a different style mm-hmm. uh, of ball to be able to compete with these teams. And, and it just amazes me that <laughs> so many coaches are maybe, I don't know if it's scared or they're so ingrained in doing that, that like you would think that almost be the norm if you want to, you know, staying power and start to try to beat or break in against some of these big name programs. I think there's, there are a lot of programs that are trying to be different and try to do yeah. things kind of uh, not, not the norm. Um, and I, you, you know, you're seeing them have success though. You're seeing them be, be successful, but um, there, there's still, there's still a lot of coaches that, that preach that they're doing things different and that they're for the players, but then kind of when, when doors are closed, they're still, beating the crap out of them when they when they can so that's that can be frustrating as well yeah that's exactly right and, and you know it it's all it's all a weird balance too I mean obviously they're successful for a certain reason and and mm-hmm. you kind of want to emulate some of that them being successful and you know so you don't want to go opposite but also you know if you're doing the exact same thing as them and they've got quote-unquote better players uh it's right it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard to beat I thought that was why when Houston had their good years, I thought that's why they were so good. They ran right in that conference, something that was different. It's not different anymore, but at the time it was different air raid style offense. Um, they took basically track athletes and put them at receiver uh, and, and would have one big receiver and, and other guys that could really take the top off and, and ran an offense that wasn't as uh, offensive line centered because they're not going to get the big maulers. And, and they found quarterbacks that wanted to throw it around and that they, that were mm-hmm. undervalued, you know, and, and, and found a way to win with that. Now they never won at all, but found a way to win with that. It's just a, it's all interesting. And, and like coach Wall said, you know, everyone says it's about players and it's finding ways to <clears throat> almost change that mindset for me. Um, I was always like the tough, I always thought I was a tough guy. I was always an offensive lineman. I always had to work really hard and, and thought that kind of football made me tougher, but you know, it's also, did it make you tougher? Did it just show, show you who was tough and who wasn't? Uh, And and that's kind of the way that I'm starting to fall and and learn. And yeah, you do want to be tough, but also it's toughness being really, really fresh, you know, and knowing what you're doing, but uh, some kind of a balance in there. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of been my thing over the past few years and it's been fun to pick guys brains and see what guys are doing and, and trying to find ways to get better always. Yeah. And I think, I think those, you know, if you, if you boil down those, those kind of those programs that are doing things different and against, you know, again, you know, off the cuff, so to speak, I I would venture to guess that there's probably within the programs, there's, there's great accountability, there's great buy-in and there's great player development and whether that's on the field or off the field. And, and, And I would, I would bet those three, those three traits are, are really, really high or would rank really high with those coaches, with those staffs. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's how they get those guys to buy, you know, to win games and, and, and to be, uh, to be different. That was all Matt Campbell had said. The one word for their whole program was trust. He said, we, we have to trust each other. The players have to trust us, right? They, they know that we care about their health, right? We, they know that we, they care about uh, our performance in our futures uh, the coaches have to trust the players so when it comes down to you know the times to make plays we're not micromanaging them we're not putting in too many schemes let's let the players decide and let the players make plays right do the players like each other and trust each other and then at the end of the day right as a staff when we work together the coaches have to trust each other 
I thought that was brilliant. And again, if, as long as you continue to come back to that uh, and there is that trust level, you're probably going to do pretty good things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shift, man. It's been a blast. Again, it didn't seem like an hour. That was uh, super fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready for next week too. We can, we can do part four. Um, we'll, we'll come up with some good stuff to talk about, but no, I appreciate you guys as always. Like for me, it's just great to talk to you guys. You know, we, we, we always chat throughout the season via whether Twitter or text. And, and so I, I always value uh, being able to get to uh, get to sit and actually talk with you guys sooner or later. We'll actually do this in person um, instead of over, over zoom. So uh, as always, I appreciate you guys. And, and thanks for having me. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again, thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about run the power. And if you enjoy running the power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.